Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. The holiday season is off and rolling with NFL in full stride and the NBA and NHL hitting midseason form. BetOnline is your number one destination for all your sports wagering info. With up-to-minute sports wagering news, odds, trends, and predictions, BetOnline is the top spot for everything pro and amateur sports. And not just the big four. BetOnline has info available at your fingertips with both desktop and mobile access at any time for almost any sport that is played, from MMA to international soccer. Head to BetOnline today and remember to use our promo code BLEAV, that's capital letters BLEAV, for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, where the game starts. Welcome back, everybody, to another edition of the Top of Thunder podcast. I'm your host, Dylan Huntinger at Thunder Chats, where you're part of the Believe Network, and this podcast is brought to you by betonline.ag. The vibes are immaculate in Thunder Nation right now, uh. as we just took down the Boston Celtics, 127 into 123. Got to introduce my co-host first to my left. I don't know where he's at on the, everybody else's stream, but he's to my left. I'm pointing the wrong way. Uh, we got Matty Double Dribbles, Matt Tierney. What up, Tierney? I'm on cloud nine, dude. We've we have beaten the best team in the NBA. We've beaten the defending champs. We've beaten the number one team in the West all in the last two weeks. So, I mean, the chat is hopefully going to be electric tonight. Shout out whoever's in here right now. Um, I am so pumped to, to talk about with you guys. Let's just let's just get into this, some Thunder basketball. Absolutely, man. And also joining me. So to my right is Alex Roig in the Batmobile. He's holding some kind of. I'm kind of sign here. What's up, I mean, Alex? you guys, you you guys always have beautiful posters in the back of your, you know, houses. So I figured <laughs> I'd just show the beautiful poster that I got at the game beautiful. two nights ago. So there we go. It might hang in the back. I don't know what we're gonna do with it, but I just want to show nice. it up here first. We appreciate that. All right, and then also joining us is uh, what's it say? It says Swiggity Swooty. Uh, what up, Moles? We coming for that booty. Let's go. Thunder are not backing down from anyone. Bring your best because we got the dream team on this squad. And we we went from the black eye of the league to now we're giving black eyes to everybody that steps mm. into Paycom. So let's do Mars. this thing. Mm. 
snaps, snaps for uh, snaps for Maddie Mole, snaps in the chat. And also joining us, he is looking very confused. He said he can hear two of us right now. That's the one, the only, the man, the myth, the legend, the champagne, Jerry. What up, Jerry? And I felt like I was drinking a whole bottle of champagne the way that audio was coming through there for a second. That was terrible. I had to listen to you two two times, like over and over. I was literally about to jump off my roof. Jeez. Um, yeah, but I'm but I'm amped up about this. Uh, it's it's only a one story, so he would. I was about to say, yeah, he it wouldn't have hurt him that bad. Guys, I'm like five seven. If I go head first, it would really hurt. Okay. Um, no, I'm amped up, man. Uh, I almost cried whenever we gave up that lead. Um, but Ooh. hey, we, we we made it happen, Captain. That's what real teams are made of. So we did it. Yeah, we absolutely did, man. And you know, I mean, let's 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 stop delaying it. Let's get into this game, in which again we won one twenty seven and one twenty three. Uh, very exciting game, biggest regular season game of the year by far for the Oklahoma City Thunder. Uh, I mean, I, I think it's the biggest win of the of the year. All those things. But let's get into it in the segment we like to call the single large item. All right, single large item of the game. Who do I want to give the layup to? Uh, I'm going to give it to Maddie Moles. We didn't see Maddie Moles on the live stream yet. So, Moles, what is your single large item for the game? What is your single large item for the game? I'm going to take somebody that I don't think uh, anybody else will. but who knows? He led the team in plus minus uh, tonight with a plus 10, 23 points, six assists, eight rebounds, number three on the court, number one in your hearts, Josh Giddy. Let's go. Finally starting to, okay, maybe not number one in your hearts <laughs> with the current situation. But uh, he's really starting to come into his own and, and excel in the role that he's playing in. And He's doing all the things we needed. Look, we needed his size tonight. His rebounds were super important for us, and then we were able to get out on the break, uh, get some transition points. The guy played his ass off tonight, and I I got to give him flowers because he took a lot of flack for like the first month-ish of the season, kind of stabilized a little bit, and then he's really just locked into his spot now and playing really good basketball. He's the type of player, if he plays like this, he could really elevate our ceiling as a team. And we've seen that over the last couple of games. Yeah, yeah. when the Thunder make 18 threes on the night, like you, you Giddy's probably going to get a few. And uh, the, they were clearly uh, sagging off of him. Like very clearly, like that's what they wanted to do. That's what they wanted Oklahoma City to do is to make Giddy shoot the shot and not let anybody else do anything but then he actually like made them pay he actually had his shot tonight and for the most part he was getting his his buckets in a way that we've wanted him to to make his shots um less of the camping out on the perimeter waiting for the ball to come to him and more of the setting the screens moving around try like getting into the lanes like he like that's the type of uh offensive play that we want from from Giddy. He didn't do it all night. There was definitely a couple times, especially in the first half where the play made were not uh, the right choices. Uh, he had a couple, one in particular, I remember in the first half, he like threw an alley-oop in like a two-on-one fast break that don't the guy call that. Just, don't call that an alley-oop. That was, yeah, whatever it was, it, it was wasn't, it was a very, to the defender. it was a very 
un uh, unintelligent play, but to, he made up for it later. He on another two on one fast break, he did exactly what he should have done when he it looked like he was going to go up and try to challenge Derek White for a layup. He just passed it off to Shea, and he was the one who took it. Like that's what that's the right play to do there. So he he made his shots when he needed to. He he uh, distributed when he needed to. He was making the right play for the most part. Um, I do want to preface that because there were a couple of tweaks here and there, but for what we saw tonight, that that is a game we can build off of. That's a game that we can uh, look to and say, Giddy can be a part of this team. Maybe not this amount of usage every night, but when he's got a shot, let him take it. Yeah, I don't think it's any coincidence that the Thunder have been doing what, what they've been doing over the past, you know, five or six games um, that it's coincided with Giddy's improved play. You know, the last two games, you know, he's had, I believe, eight or nine threes made. Um, but I also think that even before that, he was starting to play a lot better within his role, within the role that we see now as the as the ultimate connector piece. That, that is the one thing that we've always seen about Josh Giddy. Um, his his destiny, if you want to say, his his glass ceiling is to be the the ultimate connector between Shea, Dub, Chet, Dort, all that. Um, and he's been doing that, and he's been making teams pay when he's had to make teams pay. Um, and so I don't think that it's any coincidence that the Thunder have been doing how they've been doing over the past two weeks. Um, that's also coincided with Giddy, you know, stepping into his role and playing a lot better. Yeah, we was getting to that point there in the first half where it was starting to feel like we were game seven in 2020, which, you know, it was it was cool that it was happening and it was fun to see. But it was also very much playing into the hand of the Boston Celtics and the opponent right. because, you know, it's, it's awesome whenever, you know, role players are able to step up and knock down shots in a big way. But like, for example, Lou Dort took 12 threes in that game. Like that's absolutely what the Rockets wanted. Like Lou Dort taking the shots. Cause if he's taking those shots, Shea's not taking the shots. Chris Paul's not taking the shots. And the shooter's not taking those shots. And tonight, if Giddy's taking the shot, Shea's not getting it. Chess not getting it. Dub's not getting it. And I think he had ten uh, attempts going into the half, and he ended with fourteen. So it like it leveled out, regulated. You know, the other guys stepped up in a lot of big ways, like you know, throughout the game. And you know, I've been very critical of Josh Giddy, and you know, I I I stand by. I, I'm not going to talk about him on Twitter, but like you know, you guys brought him up, so you know, I'll give him his flowers. Like he he had a good game tonight. Um, you know, he. Boston, like like you guys mentioned, like Boston was content with, you know, letting him shoot. But it was also by design because poor Zingas was able to, as Tierney was saying, was sagging off of Josh Giddy as a shooter and just like wreaking havoc on the weak side. Got a couple huge blocks there in the second quarter, um, mm. you know, playing that way. But, yeah, I mean, you know, like Alex was saying, like early on we were winning despite Josh Giddy, like in spite of Josh Giddy's bad play and him not fitting on the court. And, you know, as we've taken this leap, it's not just because Josh Giddy's playing his role. It's because this whole team is playing together as a unit. Like, they are all complementing each other, like, you know, as best as they possibly can. It's not like, you know, Shea is very much the head of the snake offensively. Chet's very much the anchor defensively. But, like, you know, Jerry's going to talk about Lou Dort here in a second. I'm 100% sure for his thing like that. <laughs> He did not shoot the ball well, but man, he had his hands in everything tonight. So, so you're uh, just gonna bury my lead? What a dick! Well, I, I was, I was. It's hey, called transition, Derry, as a single large item. You know, let him cook. 
Moles elected to take uh, not take the layup, so I'm passing it to you and giving you your layup. Go ahead. What's your single job, Jerry? Let him cook. I'm taking Shea Gilgis Alexander. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> dang, dude. What a heel turn. Yeah. High, Whoa. high percentage shot, right? Yeah, yeah. Let me, let me go smart, ahead. That's a smart play. Smart yep. play. No, Shea was just absolutely amazing tonight. Um, he did fizzle out in the fourth quarter, and you got to give credit to Boston on that. They were literally throwing everything at the kitchen sink at him. Um, they were doing Super it early multiple times. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, uh, they were trying to, you know, bring those doubles or, or live by the, the one-on-one or earlier in the game. And I think by the end of the third quarter, Missoula was like, yeah, this guy's absolutely destroying us right now. Um, I thought Shea played just super poised, especially with how the game was officiated in the first half, uh, specifically, like I thought that he had a lot more foul calls that he should have had called for him. Um, uh, but you know, he's just, he's that guy, man. Like, th- yes, it's the easy choice out of this, but he put up what 30, was it 33, 36, yeah, 36, six yeah, 30, rebounds, yeah. Seven assists. like that's just absolutely crazy with no turnovers on top of that. Um, and then I think the thing that's going to get not thought about as much, but you know, he had that fifth foul, I think with around four minutes left Minutes and 21 seconds. Thank you. Um, so and he was able to keep his butt in the game, especially in a physical game when you can tell they were actually trying to isolate him to get him up out of that thing. Um, and he just kind of weathered the storm. Uh, three ball was falling. Um, defensively, he was playing, I thought, well, he didn't have the steals that we were, were used to, I guess, at this point. But um, he was very handsy, uh, was really, really just aggressive on that side of the ball. And, I mean, he just – after this performance, and I, and I hate saying this this early, but he has to be number one in the MVP. Um, he has to be. I mean, he's literally went through this gauntlet that we've played the last five games, and teams that are not slouches on defense. I mean, the, the Nuggets are kind of like iffy, I guess, but you know, the Wolves and the Celtics are not slouches at all. Mm-hmm. Um, they play very good sound defense, not as good as us. Um, they wish, but um, I mean, these, these are matchups that are super tough and he's still getting his 30 plus uh, during this stretch, which mm-hmm. I think is just, just amazing. Um, and I think a game like tonight's it's, it's one of those statement games, you know, it's one of those games when you look back on the season, you're just like, all right. I mean, by now we've played what 32 games is that we're up to right now. Yep. Um, so 32 games, it feels like we have 32 different moments from every single game that we can pick. Uh, but you know, some of these wins definitely just stand out. And tonight was one of those. Um, and then my last piece on him, I think tonight was one of the few times that I've seen him be as vocal in as like in his teammates faces the whole second half. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? You can tell he really wanted this one. Um, and, and I loved it. I love seeing him. I mean, you can tell when he's really into it, his eyes get like the size of dinner plates. He gets really animated with his hands. Um, it was just, it was just good to see. You can really tell that this team is just starting to um, just to, to, to figure it out. And he's just the fulcrum to that success. Yeah, no, I mean, like, the the thing that like steps out sticks out to Shay to me is like you know as you mentioned late in the game like the Celtics were like all right no more from Shea Gilgeous Alexander like 
He's cooked us already. Like he had 33 and three quarters again. Like yeah. he did that against mm-hmm. the Nuggets and the Celtics. So shout out to Alex Caruso, the bat guy. Once I was going to mention that. Shea under. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Maybe stop, buddy. Maybe stop. I'm just, you know, like a career choice. Um, but yeah, no, you know, had 33 points in three quarters and they were like, all right, enough. Like I think his last like field goal that he made was the Dream Shake post made, which was just. Absolutely nasty, by the way. That's like pulling yep. out a dream shake in a game like that. But the thing that really stuck out to me with Shea, um, you know, as they collapsed on him, is it didn't take him out of the game. Like, sure, he missed a couple of shots, but he was the one that was assisting Chet on that three. Like, he was the guy that was still was the one that we was looking to to knock down the free throws in the clutch, and he absolutely did. Also, Peyton Pritchard on Shea on the final inbound of the game, like that's a choice, Boston. I just gotta say. Ball. That's a barbecue um, chicken is what that is. <laughs> yeah, and the last thing I got to say is, you know, there's a lot of talk about Shea's three-point shooting and how worried we should or should not be. Three of five tonight against the best defense in the league. And, you know, you could tell, like, Shea was just different tonight. Like, he's, he rose to the occasion. He stepped up in a way that – I'm not going to say we haven't seen before because, you know, in, in different facets of the game, like the playing game, game of consequence, year, though. Game of consequence, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, like, the playing game last year and, like, you know, the bronze medal game and FIBA, obviously not in a Thunder jersey, but, like, you know, he still had, you know, that kind of mode of play tonight. Um, I'm, I'm not worried about Shea ever <laughs> in a game that matters. So, uh, yeah, he was, he was phenomenal. And, you know, he came to play. He rose his level of play. He rose the team's level of play. And like Jerry was saying, man, he was playing like the MVP tonight. And, you know, Jason Tatum is a guy that a lot of people, I think even a couple of people on our podcast, picked for the MVP preseason. And Shea outdoed him in every facet of the game tonight. So, yeah, you got to give him a only thing, his props. Only thing I'm worried about, Shea, technical free throws. They do not get along. Uh, I yeah. want to know what the statistics are on that. Like, what? <laughs> it's it's amazing how he misses them every time. It's amazing. The only the only thing I wanted to mention is that what you mentioned, uh, Dylan, the three point shooting. It it has not been up to standard with most players of his position as we've known for a while. But uh, I wanted to mention the last four games. Uh, so tonight you said three of five. Nets was he was one of two. Denver he was two of three, and the Knicks he was two of five. And so if you add all that up, I believe that is eight for fifteen in his last four games from three. So that's over 50%. That's over 50%. It's not a huge uh, pool of data, but that's that's a good stretch of games where he is shooting like very, very well, very above average from deep. So if that like that's his one Achilles heel right now, and he's showing that, you know, it's doesn't seem to be an issue right now. Turned in the right direction. That's all we need. Yep. Anybody else have anything to add about Shea before we move on to the next thing, large item? He good. All right. Yeah, I, I feel like Alex needs to go here soon. Um, so I'm going to give Alex the next single large item in case he has to go before I get to him. So go ahead, Alex. Oh, man, so Chet Holmgren did a masterful job on defense today. He did a great job, you know, patrolling the paint, getting out on the perimeter when he needed to get out on the perimeter. Uh, but, man, I, I just want to go ahead and give him credit. You know, he offensively was a little bit shaky. Those last two threes that he hit um, were – they were daggers. You know, they mm-hmm. were exactly what the team needed at that time. Boston was just coming back. Boston was just 
drilling threes, had the momentum. Um, but both times, you know, that Boston got real close, Shea kicked it out to Holmgren and just smoothed at the other side of the pillow, hit those threes, and put the Thunder back up by a margin that was a little bit more comfortable, that was a little bit more, you know, can take it to the house. Um, but he just did a great job. Again, this is one of those things where he constantly – learns the game as he's going um i'm very curious to see how the matchup with boston looks in april you know when he see when we see them again um because you know porzingis he's a porzingis is a different kind of animal and that boston team is just they're damn good boston is a damn good team and we beat a damn good team we had them down by 19 in the third quarter into the fourth quarter um and uh, you know and you know, Chet was had a lot to do with that. You know, that third quarter momentum swing that we that we did. You know, that scoring forty points in the third quarter, Chet had a lot to do with that, especially defensively. You know, his his deniability on the block is starting to become a thing to where teams they get in there and they become they become flummoxed. They have to go ahead and kick it out. They have to, and so that you know that leads to transition opportunity that leads to steals, um, and so. You know, just a great game by him, a great learning experience, you know, going against Porzingis and, you know, just, you know, ice ice water in the veins when it came to those last two threes. And just one more thing, you know, so today would have been my, my mom's 65th birthday and the Thunder did what they needed to do tonight to give a victory for her in heaven. So there you go. Mom. She definitely played a factor. I'm, she did. I'm 100% she did. certain. Yeah. That's, That's awesome, huge. Man. Yeah. The uh, the Chet effect is real. That's all I got to say. It's so real, yes. and I'm, and I have to be the first one to say I talked so much shit on this guy before he even touched a ball, like in the NBA. Like I did. I was dumb. All right. I watched him get as far from like a physicality standpoint tonight. He got beat up multiple times throughout this game, and just got right back up and handled business. Um, so for that chat, I just got to tell you, I'm sorry. I hope you're doing well. I love you. Uh, <laughs> and you know, it's, it's have it a great was, day. Yeah. It was a bad call by me all the way. This guy, when everybody's calling him a dog, he's, he's a dog, um, with a couple G's at the end. Cause he, he can do it. He he's a D A W. He a D A W G dog. Not a Turpin knows what's up. Yep, yep. Got that dog. Like, Chet brings the mentality to this young team the same way Kendrick Perkins brought that mentality to the first iteration of the Thunder. Except he can do a lot more shit. He can do a lot more. Except Chet can do all the things, and he's young 20s. Except we don't run the first play for him to fucking donk off a layup right at the rim. The punt play. (laughs) (laughs) Gotta love it. No, yeah, I, I. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead, dude. Go yeah. You got it. I was, I was going to mention a couple things. To, obviously, like the defensive um, impact he has is not. Uh, it's obvious at this point, and I think one play in particular that really made I made note of was when there was a little bit of a transition play off of either a steal or a rebound. I can't remember, but Tatum had it, and it was it was basically Tatum versus Chet. Um, on the left side. And I can't think of how I, I can't think of a lot of NBA players where Tatum will not go one-on-one and drive on you. Um, and he didn't do that with Chet instead of driving. And as physical as he is, he just 
he just pulled up and waited for the offense to come and let our defense get set. That that's a type of impact like that. It doesn't go in the record books as like a block or a steal or whatever, but that that's happening more and more often. You see it in, in a number of different ways, but I thought that was the most obvious way. Um, one thing we mentioned the threes, um, he, he picked it up in the fourth quarter. He had those two really clutch ones. Um, mm -hmm. I tweeted something today. I don't know how many people saw it, but I, I tweeted something today. I, I was looking up, um, for bigs, the, uh, the top, uh, bigs in terms of, um, top of the key three point percentage this year. Uh, Number one is currently Kevin Durant. That makes sense. Kevin Durant's very good. Number two is Carl Anthony Towns. Also makes sense. Uh, number three is, uh, ooh, I can't remember. I should have pulled it up. Um, oh, Kawhi Leonard, number three. And number four is Chet Holmgren. So 21-year-old Chet Holmgren. And then you've got three players that are in their prime, bona fide, very good outside shooters from that particular spot on the court. Um, that is, I thought a crazy, crazy stat because he is 32 games into his career and he's already putting up those types of numbers in a very high level of, um, shots too. It was like minimum hundred attempts for the statistic. So a very large data set and he's proving he, he can, he is as good as the best guys at that particular spot on the court. So he, he is a bona fide deadly weapon. Um, from that area. He's also one of the top uh, bigs in terms of the mid range. I can't remember what, where he ranks, but he's, he's up there with like Jokic and uh, like Valanciunas or something like that. But um, just shooting wise, Chet is, is like one of the best bigs um, as a rookie. So not only should he be, you know, I think clear rookie of the year, that is a little bit biased, but he's, he's competing with the best players in their in their relative positions for for uh, for his shooting jerry i don't know if you're are you laughing at my rookie of the year are you crying bro? <laughs> no. uh, oh my gosh uh sorry Derek parker just made a tweet it, oh i thought you were i thought you were laughing at my rookie of the year <laughs> no uh, but it's chat and someone said something about josh giddy and he said they should add a zero after the three on his jersey after tonight and he kind of like stopped and looked around. I was like, bad joke, maybe. <laughs> and kept it moving. Chet is a meme lord. Uh, also, <laughs> let me add that to the, uh, to the you, Chet love. Sorry. I'll put it up on the screen. There we go. Oh, my oh, God. Cool. Huh? He didn't even get 30. I'm so confused. I don't know. He's talking about the way he was shooting threes. You should have put a three or a zero after the three on his jersey for thirty. Steph oh, okay, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. I figured it out. We Damn, all I'm slow. I, God, I didn't get there. The this is why Jerry was almost crying, laughing. <laughs> <laughs> we we figured it out. Oh my god! No, I did not. Yeah, <laughs> we we got there eventually. Yeah, we did. Uh, Sticking with Chet. Um, so, I mean, obviously, he's going to knock down threes. He's going to block shot. Tied for the lead on the team and assist tonight with seven. Yeah. That was pretty That's cool. That's crazy. That's crazy. Yeah. He had a Chet. really nice one to um, Isaiah Joe, uh, I think. It might have been Wiggins. When 
Yeah, um, yeah, it's out there, Joe, on the baseline, game ago. Baseline cut. Yeah, that was a really mm-hmm. good one. Beautiful. Very beautiful. All right, uh, Tina, let's get to you, man. What's your single large item for today? Ooh, we're running running down on the the top dogs, but um, still a lot to talk about. I think um, uh, J-Dub, uh, I think, once again showed that he is the fourth quarter king. Yeah. Just he, I don't know what it is. I don't know why he can't do that all the quarters, but I'm fine with him <laughs> just doing it at the end uh, because I don't remember what he had going into the fourth quarter, like what his point total was. But I know for a fact that he made, uh, I think he made both of his threes in the fourth quarter. Someone can correct me on that. Um, but he made both of those. Then he had uh, what wasn't necessarily like the game winning shot, but like, pretty much iced it for yes. um uh for the Celtics like that that moment right there was just so awesome. He had a really like electrifying slam off of a steel uh transition to, uh kind of breakaway that just like rocked the entire stadium. Like his energy uh that entire fourth quarter was was awesome. Um and yeah, like he he didn't necessarily put up the numbers tonight. Um, I had him in a, a parlay for, I needed him to have 23 points, rebounds and assists. He didn't make that. Me, that was the only leg I needed. Too. And that was tough to see, but you know, I'll take, I'm fine with that if we can get a W. So, um, but yeah, he, his fourth quarters are elite. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm happy for him. He showed up when he needed to. Um, and yeah, just, just a great, great game from Jalen. Five stocks. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't yeah. mention the defense there. Yeah, five stops. No, Swiss, three Swiss block, or two blocks, three steals. Yeah, no, his yeah. his switch game tonight was absolutely amazing uh, on defense. He he was kind of what kept kept it together on that end of the floor for us because there were stretches there, especially in the early fourth, where it was so bad. Um, oh man, it was so bad. And then whenever he came back in, it kind of evened back out. So. You guys know who uh, Jalen Williams' primary uh, assignment was on defense tonight? Uh, I think it was Tatum, wasn't it? Jalen Brown. Oh, Jalen Brown had. Oh, how how do you do, Dylan? Fifteen points, four of eighteen shooting, zero of mm-hmm. eight from the three point line, and yeah. thirteen how, how free throws. Oh, he had uh, just just uh, let's see here three turnovers from Jalen Brown as well. Oh, just three, the dri- huh? The dribbling king, Jalen Brown. Yeah. Just force him left. Nah, he was he was phenomenal on defense. And you know, Tyranny was talking about that play he made in the fourth quarter. Um, at that point, Derek White had hit a three to cut the lead to two. Like the Celtics were roaring back. They were just getting everything they want on offense, clamping on defense. And it was 41 seconds left, and Dub came down there and hit the pull up with 26 seconds left to put us up four. And if he doesn't make that shot. The way the Celtics were scoring, like they probably go down there and tie it or even go ahead in the game. So, like, yeah, that that shot was huge. And I, I talked about it in my in my solo pod. And I mean, we've talked about it, you know, in other times, but like the beginning of the fourth quarter, whenever you know Shea plays the entire third yep. quarter, and the beginning of the fourth quarter, like Jalen's out there with whoever's around him. Like they, they switched up every now and then. But whenever he comes out there in the beginning of the fourth quarter, he scored eight straight points in the last game. I know he didn't have, like, a crazy scoring out, outburst today in the beginning of the fourth quarter, but, like, man, he's it, – it's like this This is my time. This is my moment. Yep. So, 
Yeah, shout, shout out to start the shine. The start of the fourth quarter was uh, Chet three, J Dub three, and then it, that's that's what started the forty point third quarter yeah, that we had. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, you're right. Another guy on defense I'd like to talk about real quick, although his plus minus wasn't great. Um, Casey Wallace. Uh, it was kind of poetic. You saw his one. Did I steal your single large item? No, I was just no. Oh, excited. oh okay. He's, he's, uh, he's his, fired up. His, his one steal. <laughs> guess who it was on? He said, "I don't care about a piss Tatum. about nothing but the wall cast." Was it Tatum? <laughs> it was Drew Holiday, the guy that people are comparing him to. That's so it was true. like, oh, it was really dope to see that. We sorry to we're kind of changing the subject a little bit. We didn't talk about uh, when we were talking about Shea. Like Drew Holiday is Drew Holiday a good defender? I don't even know after tonight. Like the <laughs> the like he had him. I I think it was NBA University tweeted out. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, he said it was he was on. Uh, what was it? I don't remember the exact verbiage, but it was like he, slick he slippery cement blocks. Well, he said he had him. It, he had his feet stuck in cement on one play, and then he had him yeah. on skates on another play, and they said cement skates. Yeah, it was just. I was like, yeah, that's pretty much. I'm watching this game, and I know Drew Holiday is a good defender, and then it's just like he just didn't. He just blew right by him. It was crazy. Person, I know we've the person that we the person that defended SGA the best tonight. Surprisingly, was Jason Tatum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, Derek White didn't do do a great job either, and they're supposed to be the two best with him. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, they're they're both supposed to be like these all defensive guards. I know they Mm -hmm. are. I'm not. I'm kind of being tongue in cheek about it, but they did not look like it today. Too little. Too little. Yeah, no. I mean, yeah. Shay's Shay's work in the weight room has really helped out on that front. Um, but you know, he's still got a level to go if he's gonna get on Tatum's level. Tatum's Tatum's freaking huge, man. Like, he is. Yeah, he's, yeah, big. he's six, big six foot ten, built like a crap brick house. So I mean, yeah, Tatum, Tatum's crazy. All right, I'm gonna get to my single large item, and since Jerry didn't I'll take it, time. I'm gonna take his boy here. Uh, oh, shout out Lou Dor, yeah. who I hope oh. you're doing well. We love you. Um, mm-hmm. Stuff in What's the this we tonight. talk? What's this we talk, you <laughs> asshole? Stuff in the stat sheet with nine points, eight rebounds, one assist, one steal, three blocks for young Lou Dor. We're not going to talk about his shooting numbers. We're going to talk about how he rose to the occasion. He knocked down shots when it mattered. Uh, obviously, he was blocking shots. One was like a super emphatic one off of a Jason Tatum turnaround fadeaway. I mean, he was he was everywhere tonight, man. Like, we don't win this game without Lou against Dort. Um, would I have liked for more shots to fall down? Absolutely. Always would like for more shots to fall down. But it's the same mentality that you have, you know, that you always ask a player, like if you're a coach, like if their shot's not falling, what are you doing to affect the game? And Lou Dort said, I'm going to go rebound the ball. I'm going to go lock up Jason Tatum. I'm going to go block this dude. I'm going to go get a steal. I'm going to do whatever it takes to put an impact on this game, put my stamp on this game. And uh, he did just that. And by the way, he was the minutes leader on the team tonight also. So that's how – Pivotal and huge he was. Tied with Shea, but, you know. Uh, On the Thunder app, it has Lou at 37 and Shea at 36, by the way. ESPN has a 37-37. Well, ESPN. Rounding up. Yeah, it doesn't do seconds. Yeah, so. I The the block by Lou on Tatum on the baseline where he just kind of like swatted it into the ether. I I loved that a lot. I loved it a lot. Oh, the the point of attack though he really like impacted that in a big way tonight. I mean, you could tell there were stretches of the game where 
the Celtics were just flustered that they couldn't get their driving kicks because they're kind of built like we are, um, where they can do a little bit of everything and score a lot of points and not let the other team score as many points. Um, and we, we definitely threw them in the chamber tonight, the torture chamber. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the offensive rebounding was huge tonight, too, on a couple of those yep. plays. He had, he had literally half of our offensive rebounds with five. Five of them. Nice. Yeah, it was crazy, awesome. Man. It was crazy. Love, it was great. We, didn't, we got out rebounded offensively, but still. It's good it's to have good. five. It's, it's good all good. Um, all right. Uh, let's, let's kind of talk about the bench because then, you know, we can kind of <sighs> talk about this in like a general discussion. Obviously, Moles mentioned Kaysom Wallace. Not only did he lock down um, on defense, but he hit a huge corner three in the third quarter um, that had me jumping out of my seat because it was off of a Vasilye Misic fake pass to the very same player, Beautiful. drove in and then kicked it right back out to him. And corner Kaysom, you know what it is, uh, knocked down the three-pointer. So, nice uh, – Nice chemistry from Misich and Case and Wallace. Um, we talked Misich, about Case, but yeah, let's talk about Misich. I was just I gonna say, I think Misich on a bad team where he gets to play like 32 minutes because I think he would lead the league in assists. Yeah, Probably. he's 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 got some some talent there. I I tweeted this in the uh, the group text. I think I I don't remember exactly what the play was, but I texted you guys like. We need to get Mijic off the court like ASAP, and then he immediately hits his only three of the game. <laughs> and I, I edited the text to say maybe at the end, but uh, <laughs> like, <laughs> but but the uh, yeah, I, I thought defensively, hit, yeah, it was, it was a good edit. But the defensively, he was not good. Uh, it was like I was I was watching with a keen eye because that's the thing that we or I guess you know the Thunder community knows he is kind of his, his weak point that we can defenses can target or offenses can target him on the defensive end. And he, he just like lost guys. Like just, it was just a wide open uh, layup at one point. He, he lost his def- assignment the next play, but it, he got lucky because they didn't find him like defensively. He was not good. And um, I think if they capitalize a little bit more on that, they would have, uh, definitely run him out of the game but i mean when he played on the offensive end he was really good um like it he still can't really drive like people kind of stay in front of him still so he he doesn't really get a lot of uh collapsing of the defense but you know he's got a shot he's a great passer he had another uh like kind of flip behind the back to Jalen williams um where he made kind of a, a floater which was cool for the highlights but um, I don't know. I'm I'm still a little bit like, uh, I don't know if you can play him for a long time, especially in these like really, you know, playoff like games like we saw tonight. So, yeah, absolutely. And kind of moving on. I mean, Isaiah Joe, uh, you know, he's played less minutes in this stretch, but it feels like you know in those limited minutes he's kind of got a shot back. So tonight yeah. he was four or five shooting, two or three from deep. And I remember literally all four of his buckets. Two of them were three. Absolute One of moon them bombs. Yeah, moon yeah. Bombs. <laughs> it goes out of the frame of the screen. It's nowhere right to be found. Down. It's yep. amazing. Uh, had a pull-up uh, mid-range jump shot as well. And, of course, the the dunk off of the backdoor pass from Chet Holmgren. So, I mean, finding ways to, you know, score the basketball, which, you know, I've, you know, as he started to evolve in this role, 
that's something that I've been saying about Isaiah Joe's. He's not just a shooter. He's a scorer. Like he's a microwave off the bench. He can get buckets in a variety of ways. And you know, his defense, you know, it, it wasn't as like uh, it wasn't as loud, but you know, his length and he, you know, he tries to stay in front of people. Like he gives real effort out there. He gives real hustle out there. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. I, Isaiah Joe is starting to look a little bit more like the Isaiah Joe we saw at the beginning of the year and not mm-hmm. that recent stretch. Yep. Yep. But let's I talk wanted about... to shout out. Oh, oh no. go ahead, Jerry. I've been talking a lot. You go. I'll say I, I wanted to shout out Jalen Williams real fast. Uh, we already talked about him, Jerry. No, we did not talk about him enough. Ah, <laughs> oh, I see what you did there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That was good. I don't think Jerry does. I just caught on. Okay. Okay. There you go. <laughs> we're all we're all on the same yeah, page now. Yeah. The edible hit. My bad. Um, <laughs> no. Uh, Jay will for the plebeians out there and my idiot mm-hmm. podmates. Um, Boom. <laughs> Boom Williams. For, for a guy that hasn't been able to get a lot of run recently, um, some inconsistent minutes. He really did come in tonight and play a hell of a game. Super, super, super like just pesky. Um, he got that. Uh, I don't know if it was a foul or if it was just out of bounds um, where his hands were just straight up on Przingis and Przingis sat there and cried about it for like 10 minutes. Um, came in, hit those shots. Um, what was great about his second three is he probably could have shot that, but it wasn't as good as a shot after he passed it and it came back to him. Mm-hmm. And uh, he made that second three. Um, he, he's that little ball of energy too. And it made sense for us to play him at that moment because Kenrich was just getting killed on that switch. Like we, we couldn't do anything there for that stretch. I mean, anytime that Porzingis was putting up hella points, it was when Ken, Kenny was on the floor. Um, not taking anything away from Kenny. I mean, he's playing like six inches shorter, probably 60 yeah, pounds. Yeah. But the just hell of a game by Jalen to come in, plug himself in eight minutes, no fouls, you know, couple of shots, got some rebounds. Um, it's just, it was super impressive and I'm proud of him for able to just come in on these inconsistent minutes. Yeah. Yeah. I liked it. Um, Don, I don't know how to say his last name, but, uh, he, he mentioned a guy. I forgot to mention Aaron Wiggins. Happy birthday to him. Saved basketball. Um, Saved basketball makes winning plays out there. We love Wiggins around here. Yep. Love him. Uh, I also wanted to shout out Kenny Williams. Um, he had an awesome little hustle play. Uh, it was a, Long rebound. Jalen Brown and Kenny were both going for it. Kenny grabs it going out of bounds and perfectly throws a laser off of Jalen's leg. And, and it goes out. And it was just perfect. It was like, yep, that's that's why he's on this team. That's why he gets the minutes. Gave us another possession. I don't know if we scored on it or not, but it doesn't matter. I love him. Hell yeah, dog. Hell yeah, dog. Yep. I don't know how you boys that. That pretty much covers the Thunder. I think that's I all mean, of them. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I will say. talk about all of them. On the Celtics side, you know, we talk about the struggles of Jalen Brown. Um, Derek White, you know, we've kind of poked fun at him, but he had a great game as well, 19-6-5, shooting, 5-9 from three, still in a block to boot. Porzingis had his best game of the season against us. 34 points, 10 rebounds, Unbelievable assists, game. three blocks. Like, he was he was insane tonight, man. He, he and, he's been great for the Celtics in general. Like he's mm-hmm. there. I mean, obviously they're a really good team, but like that's he's a big reason why he's been awesome. Yeah, I mean, when you right. when you put Al Horford on the bench, it really does help. 
it's crazy <laughs> how defensively. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Horford's yeah, a really right. low key good defender too. I feel like I don't, I don't know. Like Five he had some blocks. good plays. Yeah, he uh, had some good plays today. Yeah, but he was still negative thirteen plus minus. So That's most crazy. of that came he, from the defense. He did play end. a good game. Yeah, wasn't most of that in the third quarter though? Yeah, it was that? Rough. I felt like it was a lot. It was yeah. a lot in the second half. I remember he was a menace. Yeah, but yeah, Porzingis was just amazing. Like we had no real answer for him, honestly. Yo, and. I swear, if Derek White ends up an All Star, I'm gonna puke all over my floor. I don't. Where, <laughs> I don't think he's who is saying this. It's all Reddit. over the place. Yeah, JJ Reddick's the first one to say it. Yeah, Damn. and it's even getting like oh. crazy, catching fire. And I'm like, no, like for the love of God, quit giving <laughs> some of these guys a platform because he's that dude's a traffic cone on defense. Um, straight just buckets, you know. As far as someone bigger than him, Shade just absolutely killed him but um yeah give it to Porzingis without him they would it would have been close yeah yeah I I just gotta say you know kind of looking at like the team stats and comparing things um Moles you mentioned like before we started the pod that you didn't like the rebounding and we got bullied on the glass but we only lost the rebound about about nine tonight man and you know it's kind of a trend in the direction that we've seen, like we haven't been obliterated on the glass, like in this stretch of wins that we've been having. It's more the 17 offensive rebounds that I took exception to. Mm-hmm. It just seemed really frustrating because we would lock down, do what we were supposed to do. And they would have somebody just in the restricted area, able to push people around however they wanted to. Yeah. And they were able to get some second chance opportunities. I mean, it's going to be the story of a, of our team because we're doubling down on skill over size. And so um, that just comes with the territory, but it's still frustrating to see us lock, lock guys down, get them deep into their shot clock. They put some terrible shot up and then they're able to get a put back or something uh, that just falls their way. So it just how that's how it is. But 17 offensive rebounds isn't great. Uh, I will say a lot of that was like in the, in the second quarter, or maybe even late first quarter specifically, um, the Celtics were playing Porzingis and Cornette on the floor at the same time, or even Porzingis and Horford, like some combination of those three. We had Wiggins and Kendrick Williams as our bigs out there. And so like they was just, they was grabbing every rebound for every miss. So I I think that bolstered the numbers a little bit, but yeah, I I understand the point. I think also the fact that the Celtic, well, both teams shot so many threes, like you've got a lot of long rebounds that, that can sometimes favor the off the offensive rebound too. So that, that probably played a little bit of a, a factor. Yeah. Listen to how even this, this like team comparison was tonight. All right. Celtic shot 92 shots. We shot 91 shots. Celtic shot 43s. We shot 43s. We're not going to talk about free throws. Uh, moving down. Hey, according um, to Keith Smith, uh, it was oh my an God. evenly officiated game. According Anyways. to him. Moving down, Celtics had 33 assists, Thunder had 34 assists. Celtics had seven steals, Thunder had seven steals. Celtics had 10 blocks, we had 10 blocks. Celtics had 14 turnovers, we had 12 turnovers. Celtics had 15 fast break points, we had 15 fast break points. They had 46 points in the paint, we had 50 points in the paint. Like It was a very evenly matched game. The difference was we were a little bit more efficient, and what kept them in the game, despite our you know, our high efficiencies is they got to the line more. They got to the line 29 yep. to our 17 times. That was a factor. So, yeah. 
yeah. made 11 that, more than us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Shame this. I feel Three. like he didn't he, yeah, he Three. missed a little. That was very con- weird free throw. Yeah, game. I think he missed his first one. He had a chance to get like eight points, I think, uh, to start the game, and it ended yeah. up just being seven because he missed the free throw. Yeah. It, I it, mean, you always feel bad when Shay misses a free throw because he, he treats it like it's the most dramatic thing yeah. ever. Like he shoots it, he's like, no. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Shoot but yeah, this. No, when it's not going in, man. Mm hmm. Yeah, I mean, this game I think we all knew beforehand was going to be like a close one. It's two of the two of the best teams. Um, it, it was going to come down to the wire no matter what. Celtics were going to make runs. We were going to make runs. Um, but yeah, I'm excited for this uh, to be the NBA Finals matchup. Yeah, it was real exciting to see us beat the second best team in the NBA. Um, you know, that, that does a real, real good job for, uh, you know, kind of showing how good we are. So. Uh, feels good being the best team in the NBA, guys. But anyways, um, we are like going to talk. Nobody, nobody disputed that NBA Finals comment. I'm pretty happy about that. No, All I'm right. letting it ride. Yeah, I'm letting yeah. it ride. It's happening. It's happening. So let's do it. Um, we're going to talk more about that. We're going to answer some questions um, after a word from our sponsors. And we're back after a word from our sponsors. Um, hey. Fellas, in our last five games. Did y'all see beating. that head jerk? Like, yeah, that's what I did all the are you hey, we're back. <laughs> so it's like you know it's time to time to start again Jeez. it does look more dramatic than it feels so yeah. i mean that's fair um but no fellas in our last five games the thunder have beaten the minnesota timberwolves by 23 points the new york knicks by nine points the denver nuggets defending champion denver nuggets by a lot of points 20 <laughs> Math, i'm sorry i don't feel like 23 26, no, yeah. so 19 and 7. Yeah, 26. That's right. Cool. Yeah. Um, at Denver, by the way, uh, we beat the Nets by 16 points, and we just beat the Celtics by four points, the Celtics being the best team in the NBA. Um, I put on Twitter, I made the comment, we have shattered every – or we've shattered the glass ceiling. We've passed every test put in front of us. There's no more denying it. We've arrived. We are mm-hmm. legitimate contenders in the NBA, and we are just getting started. Why not us? And that is a point that I ended my last podcast on talking about the Nets game. I did like a solo pod because it was New Year's and, you know, we couldn't we couldn't get on for a pod or anything like that. But I wanted to get something out there. And, you know, I was talking to Jay about this earlier, too. It's like everybody talks about how we're the third youngest team in the NBA. Like this is Chet's first year. This is Kaysen's first year. Like Dub's still too young. All this stuff going on with Getty. Shea hasn't proven it in the playoffs, all this stuff, blah, 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 blah. Just all these things saying why we can't be championship. And all I have to say is just because it hasn't happened before, why can't we be the first? Why can't we be the team that makes history? Why can't we be the team that breaks the mold? Why not us? Guys, are we championship? We, man, I'm at like this weird, like, crossroads in my thunder fandom right now where disappointment has always just lurked around the corner um every chance it's had um whether it's injuries or backstabbing snakes going Knock out on west Knock on um, okay. thank you thank you for uh, mentioning the wood. no you know what i yeah. i gotta make a comment about this real quick mikey bear did the same thing on down to dunk he did not knock on wood and i think that's okay to talk about it's okay to talk about injuries well, but just just in general, though, like it's always something. 
And um, right now, after this stretch, we championship for sure. Mm-hmm. But there's been a few games, like the Rockets game, where we don't championship. Um, and some of those other losses that we've taken, um, just no championship there. Um, I'm not ready yet. I'm just not ready yet. Like, Wow, Mr. Homer. Like, wow. we're on... Like we're on second base right now, right? We're getting a little touchy feely with it, but we're not going oh, like gosh. full on. All right. That's where we're at. We're about second base right now. Um and we're live, Jerry. We're live. That's the point. Put the explicit tag on the uh, Yep. No, but it's 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 definitely an interesting feeling to be in right now. I can say that. Um I just I don't want to get my hopes up too 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 high yet. But they're the they're rising as we're speaking. The only thing that's stopping this from being a we are a championship team is age. Right? Like, is that the only thing that's stopping us from going all the I way? I don't think that's the excuse anymore. And like that's why I think that like this team technically could be the exception to the rule here. Um yeah. because they they're a bunch of, these dudes are a bunch of old souls when it comes down to like hooping knowledge and just the understanding mm-hmm. of the game, hearing J-Dub talk about, oh, we know how many possessions we have left in the game, right? About here. You know, we, we know where we're at on. Like that's some higher level type of thinking to be cognizant of where I just want to toss age out of it because that's stuff that like veterans say. Um, and I think that's not it. I think if anything, it's it's not so much age, but being in that moment right like getting there first i guess is is where i'm at with it yeah i i I was trying to figure out while we were talking about this the the youngest teams to win an nba championship because i do believe like that's that's kind of what i feel like a lot of people not just us have been uh saying is the reason that we're not there yet i think the youngest, I, this is again very very quick research that I'm I'm doing right here, but I think the youngest team uh, was between 23 and 24 years uh, average age. It was, uh, but that actually was the Blazers in 76 77 at 24.19. A long time ago. Yeah, long time ago. And I think I think the only one that's happened in uh, the like. 21st century was the Warriors at, I don't remember what, it was like the 2014, 2015 Warriors. Um, or 20, uh, they're, yeah, no, the, young, they're the young Curry eight. team. Yeah, yeah. they're, it was their number eight at 26.3. Yeah. And I don't know what our average is, is right now. I probably should know that. 24.12. Um, perfect. So, yeah. So, so that it could happen. It could happen. That's, that's right <laughs> at the, that's right where the trailblazers were. So, I mean, it's, it's not that crazy. Hasn't happened in 45 years, something like that. But I mean, yeah, like I said it last time, I think eventually the injury bug, knock on wood, I'm knocking on wood right now. The injury bug. Proof of wood. Proof of wood. I I can't do it. (laughs) It's it's right here. Easy. We're live. The wood table. 
It's a wood table. I, I, but I gotta say it like the injury bug, we've been very blessed to not have any major injuries aside from like a, a small hip injury from J dub and, and giddy, but eventually, you know, just the odds are eventually a long 82 game season. Somebody's going to get out for like a 10 game stretch. And you know, that we have a very cohesive team and, uh, what you know we just have to be prepared for that we've we've been very lucky maybe we continue to be lucky and that's great but you also have to have some realistic expectations so um that also kind of was we were talking about that with trade talks last time and how even though i've i'm vehemently against trades at the moment by the time the trade deadline comes around we might be seeing a situation where we need to add some depth so in that case i could be be swayed of something but um, anyway, but to, to talk about the, you know, are we championship or not? I think we actually are. I think if we get on the right, like if we get the right matchups, if we get hot at the right time there, I don't think it's totally out of the question. I really don't. I really don't think it's out of the question. I like it. So, what you crazy so, to say. All right. So on a scale of one to 10. Like I said before, I'm a 12 because I'm six to midnight looking at this. Team. Oh, yeah. Like it's, every time. Every time. You know, the thing is, first of all, looking at this squad, you talk about if we get the right matchup. Who wants us right now? Not a lot. And and how many teams are saying, well, dang, we've got what we've got what it takes to lock those guys down for seven, you know, to win a seven game series. There aren't a lot. If they're being real with themselves, it, like we're taking on all the best teams in the NBA and we're taking them on at, at strength, at health, like Boston had everybody ready to go tonight. Um, and honestly, like we, we were one or two possessions away from completely blowing them out. It, it was, it was really close. It was 20 point difference late in the game. Um, they came roaring back cause they're a great team. They have a lot of experience and all that. The thing that I'll say that helps to mitigate a lot of that, uh, experience talk which we still have a lot to learn if you listen to chet say anything it's like on to cincinnati type of mindset like bill belichick mm -hmm. was right like he's just i'm on to the hawks like really you're you're not you know basking in this a little bit you're just on to the hawks okay um but i don't think it's lip service i think it's really like that's in the dna of who he is but we talk about the dna let's talk about the leading candidate for coach of the year for a minute what had what have we been in, instilling in this team over the last three seasons? Even when we were losing games and you could say tank or whatever, increasing odds or whatever you want to say, we were still trying to play basketball the right way. We just didn't have all the right pieces. Like in the playoffs, I know you got to have exceptional individual uh, efforts and we've got a couple of those guys, right? We've got Dub who turns into Mamba in the fourth quarter to start to start that frame we've got sga that's you know nuclear and clutch and the first and third quarters like we've got guys that can go win their matchup and then win handily when help comes but the way we play basketball and the way we just the the ball hums around the perimeter we drive we kick and it ends up finding open shooters that style of play is sustainable in the playoffs and actually it's more important when things get muddied muddled down and teams are forced to play more in the half court, we excel in the half court. It's just we're so young, we'll get your ass out and we'll run you in transition. We we choose to do that, but we can still get on you um, 
when when things get locked down in the as they often do in the playoffs. Perhaps we need one more guy. Like we need another skilled big man that we could throw around or we need another guy that could be like a four uh stopper, somebody like that maybe. You know, people are talking about Finley Smith a lot, but um the this team's got all the ingredients it needs. They talk about sees uh a little experience like I don't think I don't think with as constructed they necessarily need a lot of seasoning to to get that recipe right. I think we're I think we're right on board with what we need to compete. However, comma should the right opportunity present itself <laughs> to overstack the deck. I think now the opposite of what people in the media are saying, like oh the Thunder don't need to make moves. Da da da. Why not? This is the perfect time to make a move. You have guys that are ready. You have guys that are able to line up against the best in the NBA and go right now. Like Giddy's playing his ass off. I gave him his flowers. He was my single large item. If we don't have that effort from Giddy tonight, what does it look like? Can we rely on Giddy in the playoffs? I don't know. Some of these are questions that we have to answer. We can rely on Chet. We can rely on SGA. I think we can rely on Dub. Like is Isaiah Joe shooting going to be there? What if we added one more really, really elite, efficient type of player, Laurie Markinen, for instance, or that guy that plays in the Valley that used to play in OKC? I don't know, but like, <laughs> why wouldn't you overstep the deck or the deck? Like, why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you give your team? It has a chance to compete. That's great. Hi, Chelsea. Why wouldn't you give them the best chance to compete? So you, so had I, I go me. the other way. You had me up until <laughs> that last, however, because that's that's like where I'm like. So, like I said, I was on second. That's where I'm like rounding second, going to third. Is that this type of basketball is that sustainable? Like it is. I mean, just it, it's beautiful basketball whenever they're playing it the way that they should be. Um, and I just got done watching the the post game interviews, and it literally just almost mirrors what you're talking about, Maddie, during that whole spiel up until the however, <laughs> um, comma, um, right there. I quit listening. Um, no, I'm kidding, but <laughs> dang, no, no, but but Feels you, you, bad. Made, oh. you made a bunch of really valid points there, especially with it being that sustainable type of basketball, because I think that's absolutely huge um, in the success right now. Is they do it the same way for the last three years. Nothing's changed. All right. They got a really good sourdough starter. Yeah. So are we ready to rise? <laughs> Boom. <Hey. laughs> Let's go. I one last thing on the like championship thing. I Kieran Kaufman had a thing in the YouTube I wanted to mention about, you know, making a first round exit before you are going to a championship. Um, I think going back to what I was saying earlier about the, there's two teams that I'm still scared of if it, if we match up with them in the first round and, uh, one of them, we just dominated the Denver nuggets, but I'm still very scared of them in the first round in a seven game series. That's, that's going to be tough to beat Jokic four times. And the other one, I, this is a weird, I don't know why I just, I still am, uh, the Warriors. Like, I don't want to play the Warriors in the first round. If it's any other team in a seven-game series, I think we can beat him, and I think we have a really good chance if we're playing at the level we're playing right now. Those are the only two teams that I still think 
if we match up with him somehow, it's a first round exit this year. Well, nice to be optimistic there. Thanks, Jeremy. <laughs> I mean, those pr- I, that's every go, other man. Western Conference team, we can beat them. That's pretty no, optimistic. I, I think that the Wolves is a coin flip all the way. Think, I know I'm not that I scared think it's of the a coin Wolves. Flip. Yeah, that's I'm not that flip. scared it, of the Wolves. I that's think that with the Nuggets, that we can outrun those guys. Like they just can't keep up with us I, if we truly stick to the plan. And I still think that one's a coin flip too. Like as of today, right? I can't say that by the end of the season, but as of right here, right now, today, like you throw them on a court for a second game series, uh, Thunder might, they might pull that like magician's trick and, you know, beat them 4 1. Um, or I mean, it's going to go seven. The reason I'm not as scared of the Wolves is because we played them fully healthy and dominated them. But with the Nuggets, we dominated them, but they didn't have Aaron Gordon. That I That's mean, it's it's second two... time. What do you mean? They they had him the first time, and yeah. Shea broke their hearts in the Mile High City. Yeah, yeah. We, but we didn't dominate them, is what I'm saying. Like that that oh, was no. a coin flip game because that that was a Shea buzzer beater. We well, dominated I... them without Aaron Gordon. So that like that's that's where it's like any game could go either direction. Where if we beat the Wolves fully healthy in the way we did, I, that that just doesn't make me that that scared of them. Um, Money Team CEO also said Clippers and Suns in the first scare me. See, that's we won't match Denver and Minnesota in the first. So, yeah, but yeah, those two, especially the Clippers, are the ones that scare me. I, I think that team, it's, even though we beat the if they're healthy, yeah, them, like yeah. they're they're figuring it out. Yeah, oh, I don't want good. Russ to be the villain in the playoffs in that in that yeah. arena. It, I don't it would be it. tough to root against him. Be really Again. tough. The fuck are you talking about? It'll be easy, and I love Russell. No, it would yeah. be um, But <laughs> you talk about getting first round uh, losses out of the way. Like we already did that, bro. Like That's we've been doing that. Too. Yeah, like yeah. like all those are done. That's true with the Rockets. Yeah, I mean we've had Rockets that. and Jazz. Yeah, yeah, go back to like and the rest Blazers. Interiors. But I, yeah. I mean that's a that's a different team. Yeah, though, it was a different team. Well, but even that. this team, I don't, even this team. Nah. if you think about it, Shea was on that on that first Rockets squad. He was on the Rockets then, one. Yeah, and then and last he was, year, you know, I'm gonna count that regardless, just because. Yeah, I mean it was a play in, but the ceiling yeah. that we climbed to even get to that position. Yeah, the, the second playing game yeah. definitely had more of like a playoff feeling. Yeah, so that's fair. And Shea was on the Clippers team that lost to the Warriors too in the playoffs. So. Mm. Yeah, he's 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 definitely been around. He's taken his. He's got it. He's taken his licks. Yeah. So like, obviously, like I'm, you know, if we're like assigning roles on the group, like obviously I'm like the host, but I'm also like the optimistic like viewpoint guy. Like I'm this always guy just like, called himself the host. What the? F- I am the host. <laughs> like calm down now. <laughs> but uh, I'm I'm obviously Dang. the optimistic viewpoint viewpoint guy. So like I'm always like. I take what my head thinks and then I elevate and that's what my heart thinks. And so like, you know, this year, you know, in our bold predictions, I, I think my bold prediction was to make the Western conference finals. And like, that felt like scorching hot, like scorched earth hot. Now that feels like, you know, that could be a legitimate ceiling, you know, yeah. as optimistic as I am, I'm not naive. I don't think we're winning the NBA championship this year. Could we? Ooh. Absolutely. It's in the realm of possibilities, but I, I don't think we're there just yet, but I think like we have everything we need. We have the bones. Would I like to make a trade? Like if if you was gonna make a trade, like I see what Moles is talking about. This is the year because this isn't the year you're trying to push for a championship. You think you're gonna win a championship this year? Yeah, absolutely. Stand pat and just rock with the chemistry. 
if you think that you're built for like the next year or the year after, this is the time you want to build a trade because, you know, when we had Jason Gallagher on the pod, he talked about if you make an in-season trade, you know, it's only like a handful of times that the very same season you're going to win a championship. If you make a trade this year, it's not for the championship this year. It's for the championship next year. It's for the championship year after that. So I, I agree with Moles on that front. Like if you're going to make a trade, now's the time. But the reason I think that this team could make more noise in the playoffs than people are expecting is they can come at you in so many different ways. You know, obviously we talk about the different players and like, you know, the individual performances both on both sides of the ball, but we could play big, we could play small, like we can lock you down defense. We can like put all scorers out there. I was looking up uh, stats here. Shout out NBA University. We talked about them earlier. You know, we, uh, before I get into that, you know, I think we're six in pace. I couldn't find where we are in fast break points. I was, I was diving in pressure, uh, didn't allow me to get there, but I know we're up there like top 10 fast rate points. So like, you know, we play as fast as anybody else in the league and we can get points that way. But also in the half court, we are tied with Milwaukee prior to this game. We're tied with Milwaukee for number one in half court offense at 1.065 points per possession. And on the flip side, we are fourth in the league with the most efficient half court defenses. So we can we can beat you in a variety of ways. And we've seen not just with Mark as a head coach, but our players, Shet, Chet, and Dub, like the like all down the roster. If you're gonna beat us in one way earlier in the season, the next time we play, guess what? We're not gonna make that same mistake again. We're gonna adjust and we're going to, you know, put the ball back in your court. Like, okay, we figured this out. What are you gonna do about this next thing that we've done? And you know, in a play-in, you don't have that freedom. Like you know, the Wolves just bullied us in that play. And we, we didn't have a chance to adjust because it was, you know, it was win or go home. And we didn't win, so we went home. If it was a seven-game series, I absolutely believe that next game was going to be different because I know the mindset of the coach. I know the mindset of the players. I know that they can make adjustments and, you know, really dictate, you know, really dictate the matchup if they if they need to. So, you know, again, I'm not saying we're going to win the championship, but I'm saying – it's not like you're not you're not crazy to have that expectation. And, you know, I, I think that my whole point in the podcast prior is, you know, people just want to point out, you know, you're, you're talking about age, like tyranny is like, you know, the biggest thing to hold us back in our age. And I'm not bullying tyranny. Like, you know, this is like a national point. Like a lot of people are making it just because it hasn't been done doesn't mean it can't be done. There's always going to be a first in whatever it is that's happening. So. Why not us? Why not? With that being said, uh, let's get to some questions here. Uh, Tierney, I think we asked some for Twitter questions. Do we have any of them that did not ask what on a scale of one to 10, how championship we are? Shout out Doug Beck for that. Uh, let me pull up some. Might, might, be able to, might be able to get him up on. Uh, let's see. So we've talked about Lori a little bit, so we won't talk about. Oh, I mean, we can, but. Question about that. Let's see. I love Laurie. Uh, I, I think he's the type of player that would be cool to add this year, um, you know, for the next year. But I also understand, you know, if the price is too high because of the any age and he's asking a lot. But at the same time, we have so many assets. And if you feel like if Presty feels like that's the piece that he needs, you know, physicality, rebounding, shooting the basketball, I'm all for it. Go over pay. I'm on the other so, side of that. 
because he's going to cost a lot of money, and we have contracts coming up soon with guys that I'd rather keep. And, uh, yeah, I don't want to pay yeah, him. I think his contract's up, like, before those guys are ready to be paid. So, like, if that happens, okay. you can try to flip him or, you know, just some let him I walk. Still, yeah, I thought he still had, like, four years on that. I could be wrong, though. Uh, this is a decent question. So, this is uh, from, let me put it on the screen, Alex Bowlerjack. Shout out, uh, Alex. Shout out one of the Alexes. Uh, what are the thresholds you'd still like to see from this team to make you feel more comfortable about a playoff run? We've kind of talked about it, but not this like specific question. Yeah, I can go real quick on this one. It's the um, runs that we allow teams to go on at times. Um, like we gave up 30 to the Mavericks. Um, Tonight we were up like 18 with, what, six-ish minutes ago, give or take. Um, maybe a little bit more. Could have been a little bit more. But either way, just some of the runs that we allow teams to go on. Um, are the, Is it going to happen in the league? Absolutely. Um, are the Celtics really freaking good? Absolutely. Um but I would just like to see us be able to stop the bleeding sometimes. Um, there's point in times, and I think it mostly comes from the offensive end, to be honest with you. We just, like, lose what the hell we've been doing that made it successful for so long. Um, it happened at night, too. I think we had felt like 300 turnovers in a row. Um, the giddy pass that he tried to throw across court, that was absolutely terrible. Um mm -hmm. And I think we had like two more all on that like little run right there and um, or just didn't get shots off. Um, that 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 just has to stop that that has to stop. You got to be composed a little bit more and, and make sure to get yourself back and, and get a bucket, especially whenever they. Like, would they go on a 12-0 run? Is that what it ended up being? I think it was 8-0. It might have been more than that, though. I know it was 8-0 yeah. in the timeout. But... It felt bigger. Yeah, it, it felt did. like a huge run. Pause. So, um, yeah, definitely pause <laughs> I, that one. Um, yeah, the, that that's the thing that I think that we could be a lot better at and would help us out. Yeah, I think the where our offensive rebounding is and rebounding in general, I think that's the minimum. I think like you can't. We like we said, we've been getting better, but I, I don't think you can get much lower than that and expect to win a lot. Um, we're trading size for skill, uh, and so we're going to be minus most of the time when it comes to team rebounds and offensive rebounds. But you have to have a minimum threshold there that I think we're at right now. I don't know what the number is for like average offensive rebounds or offensive re rebound percentage after tonight, um, but uh. I know that today we we held our own ish um, in terms of our our own rebounding. So if thanks. we can keep that up, thanks to the turnover margin. The yeah. turnover margin is what's been saving us all season from the rebounding margins. Yeah, so that those kind of go hand in hand. Like you have to you have to keep creating the turnovers. You have to have a really good, uh, like very high intensity defense to you know Chet doing what he does. Like that has to be there. Yeah. Um, in order to sustain the, the the rebounding threshold that we're at right now. 
Yeah, for me, um, I, I just want to see this team continue to play hard and take care of business against teams that aren't quite to their competition. Like the month of January is full of those teams. Like we play like teams without winning records. We play the Hawks, Nets, Wizards back to back to back. Like not back to back nights, but you know, like opponent wise. Um, we play the Trailblazers. We play the Jazz. We play the Trailblazers game. We play the Spurs. Play the Pistons. Like we we have a lot of teams that you know might not even like probably won't even make the playoffs that we're playing. And up to this point, we've done a good job of taking care of business, like doing what we have to do to win the game against those teams. But, you know, we, we just went on this crazy stretch against some of the best teams in the league. These guys are human. A lot of them are still very young. I mean, it, it would be natural to kind of get a big head and, you know, kind of take the foot off the gas in some of those opponent, against some of those opponents. But if we don't, that tells me so much more about this team uh, than I already knew. So, by the way, all of them pretty much said we're just focused on the Hawks because every reporter post game today tried to bait them into like our questions, and all of them were like, "We're focused on playing the Hawks tomorrow." Um, mm. I think three of them ended with that in their quote somewhere. Um, so, yeah, that that that's a good one, Dylan. That's a good one, Moles. What's so, yours? Uh, my what overall my 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 thought of the threshold is we're not able to really gauge that yet because it seems like we're like sga is going to be an all-star he should be uh, a starter right which is an increase like he's not a starter it's broken Um, chet yeah chet really like is making a point to be an all-star um I wish there was some song somewhere that could get released <laughs> that might help put things. Made a song, maybe, if maybe only, about uh, if there was only a he would, person who you know, did this. I oh. mean that that'd be sweet music to the ears, and it would smash mouths uh, across really the would. NBA. I have lyrics right here, actually. Uh, Whoa, yeah, really needs <laughs> to get released. Um, I got the and, I got the like underground version of it. I might just do it. You will not. You just <laughs> unleash that mamma jamma. Um, Got the pirated what, version. What would really be cool is if uh, if our head coach was the coach of the All Star Game, which oh, theoretically could happen. I hadn't even thought about that, man. That'd be wild. Imagine because it's him the calling timeout and cussing people. Oh out on yeah, because he probably so will, he'd he call a dog. challenge in the All Star Game. Yeah. <laughs> so that I mean. <laughs> That'd be pretty hey, dope. Jokic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he like looks uh, like he's like uh, assistant coach. <laughs> he's got the Jokic would be like LeBron. Jokic would be like we we go to horse track. <laughs> we go to we he's go like to races. He's um, up with the monitor. Where's your like that'd be dope. But but there's there's honestly not a whole lot more like after looking at this like we've taken on all the best teams in the NBA over the last 2 weeks and we've beaten them, right? Like Line them up, knock them down. It feels like there's not a whole lot left to prove in the regular season at this point. To me, there's nothing left to prove to me that says this team is ready to compete at the highest of levels because they already are. Amen, brother. That's fair. That's fair. I love it. Um, one more question. I we answer, We should have looked at these questions before because we kind of answered all of them before this, but we'll do one more. Um, this is from at Medicine Clam. Oh, How confident did man. you feel? 
How confident did you feel going into halftime? As long as we're within single digits, I'm still feeling minimal stress about the squad. Okay, 3Q is back, baby. Okay, third quarter. We, yeah. we are a second half team for sure. We talked about a little bit with the Chet and the J-Dub uh, fourth quarter appearances. The third quarter was 40-point game. Um, yeah, it kind of feels like we're getting into like the the uh, Splash Brothers third quarter territory where we just like avalanche them. Not in the same way, obviously, but mm-hmm. that offensive like onslaught of uh, everything we've got. And uh, yeah, like we mentioned, Ari, it, it's it was on display today. I, I'm definitely not feeling like if we're down by five. Um, I think we're well. Were we down three at the half? We're down three. Yeah, yeah. Um, if we're in that range, like, yeah, I think I'm kind of with, with medicine clam here. Like I'm, I'm definitely not like we have to make up ground. I'm kind of like, we just have to kind of play our game and I think we can, we can get there. See, I have a higher spread than you, you know, cause everyone's like, Oh, single digits. Like I had spot us like 12 points and still be confident for us to come back in the second half yeah. and win the game. That's fair. Yeah. Uh, well, I, I mean, that. we we lead the league in fast break points. You know what I mean? We lead the league in turnovers. Well, we, I don't think we lead the league, but we're up there. Um, like one or two. We we could put points up in a very, very, very quick way. Um so yeah. Yeah. I don't get worried yeah. at all, really. I haven't been worried nice going feeling. into halftime. I think since that Nuggets game where we got our asses just handed to us. Um that last Rockets game, I didn't feel good about that one either, though. I was like, yeah, yeah y'all messed around last night, went to the strip club. I know it. <laughs> no, in, in terms of dominance, like, yeah, I, I felt fine uh, tonight. You know, we were tied going into the half before Tatum hit the most improbable step back three over Lou Dort, which I'm pretty sure Dort shot. Like, grabbed his arm right before he loaded up for the shot, too. Yeah, so. he did. It, it, we're lucky was it wasn't shot. a four-point play going into the half, but – um, yeah, no, I was, I was completely fine. I mean, we, we was pl- like, they're like guys we've won tonight and, you know, some of their guys struggle, but like this for all intents and purposes, like the numbers say this was the best team in the NBA that we beat tonight. And this was the best team that was only up three on us at halftime. And, you know, we're one of the best teams, but like, that was a different threshold we had to hit. Um, and you know, we did that tonight. So like, yeah, single digits, like I was fine. Jerry, I, I felt the same way last year. This year, not as much, just because we haven't done as much of the, you know, comebacking as we did uh, in the, you know, previous two seasons. Yeah, exactly. It's because, <laughs> like, we've we've won more games. Like, we've been up yeah. in these matchups more often than not. We've blown out opponents. We've blown out really good opponents. So, we haven't had to make any comebacks. But yeah, um, I, I do wonder, like, I would – I'd almost like to see – like it would be bad for my heart, but I would almost like to see a comeback just to see that we could still do it. I, th- I think we this- already did that earlier. I feel like we year. did. Yeah. What What am I thinking of? Uh, who was that? Was it the Mavericks game? I think we came storming back. No, nah, we was earlier up. On, we was up. By no, the that's the one we blew that. That. Yeah, that's the one we. Yeah, went they stormed back on us. Um, I feel no, like we ended up coming. Game. Or was it a was it one of the Warriors games that we we stormed back? Can't remember. Someone said we were like way down. Oh, yeah, it was the Cavs. Yeah, that yeah, the that Cavs. was like that was like That's early. It. 
Man, that was a whole season ago in my eyes. That was last year hey, we were talking about, guys. Come on, man. It's only thirty games. We ain't done nothing yet. I mean, it wasn't yeah, that, that long that's ago. a good. It was the Cavs. Yeah, it was like the it was like the second game. I feel like maybe first yeah. game. Yeah, it was let's, very let's, early. Let's shout out, guy. Yeah, shout appreciate out, you, Kesar. Kesar. Quasar. Quasar. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, so we have interpretation. I mean, to your point though, it is. It does feel like it's a totally different team at this point. Like game one yeah, versus absolutely. game now feels like two different teams that was crazy though man because it was dory hitting a three it was shay hitting a three it was chet hitting a three it was Dove hitting but i mean a three. we can like, do it all of us. we can do it we've we've proven it at least once yeah yep. absolutely well uh was i guess that is it we've gone about an hour and a half on this i i expected it to be a long pod because you know vibes are at an all-time vibes high right now immaculate and yeah, we're going to keep the good times rolling. We're going to play the Atlanta Hawks tomorrow. Uh, I don't know who will be on for post game, but somebody will be on for post game. And, you know, this, this is this is the first test, man. Like, or this is the next test. Like, we just we just came off this incredible high of beating the Boston Celtics, the best team in the NBA, and we did it on our home court. Now we are playing the Atlanta Hawks on the very next night, a team that is not as good as the Boston Celtics. Obviously, they're saying all the right things, but – are they practice what they're preaching? We'll find out tomorrow. Hopefully, they come out, they take care of business, and pluck the hots. So, um, yeah, with that being said, I uh, do want to say one more time, it is now officially Wednesday, so it is a week before my crew is going to be headed over to OKC for the Top of Thunder fan event on January 13th oh. against the Orlando Magic. It is going to be a great time. We have sold over 100 tickets. It, we have been resupplied with tickets. I told you guys when we were last on here, we have like, I think like 20 uh, lower level tickets. I looked this morning. I haven't looked right now, but I looked this morning. There was five lower level tickets left. So um, I, I'll, I'll actually go ahead and look while I'm saying that just so like I don't give you false hope. Um, and that's off the resupply. Yeah, th- that's yeah, off the guy, resupply. This guy over here is selling, you know, gas and he's like, oh, we only have like. 10 gallons left in the whole world. You got to spend $300,000 a gallon for it. Just come get it from me. There's not that much left. Not Three much tickets left. left in section 111. The rest of them, we have plenty in the upper level remaining, but three tickets left in 111. Nice. You can find that on our Twitter at OKC Top of Thunder. It is the pinned tweet. If you do not follow us already, give us a follow. Tierney has been killing it over there on the social game um, as He's he has been killing head. it on the YouTube. So, um, yeah, we, we just hit 200 subscribers uh, over the past couple of days. So shout out to you guys. We appreciate nice. you yes. guys. Thank you. Uh, Tell your mothers. Yeah. yeah. Again, Tyranny's been killing it on this front as well. We're going to try to be continue to be consistent with the live streams and posting our podcasts and our reactions. So hopefully you guys ride there with us. So uh, subscribe, like the videos, comment on the videos, leave your comments. We saw a comment that said that we talk a little bit too much about our personal life at the beginning. <laughs> We're trying to speed that we up. We got it. We, we sped it up today, boys. We sped it up. Yeah. Uh, constructive feedback. Um, you know, you can Love give it. us feedback without being nasty, which that guy wasn't. You know, it was just kind of tongue in cheek. But yeah, it was. It was. Right. We hope. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> so we appreciate that. Also, hit the bell. Hit the bell so you are notified anytime we go live, anytime we post the video, so you don't miss out on the action. Like, and like the video yeah. too. Yeah, oh, I already said that to you. God, oh, I didn't know. Um, so I need to <laughs> and, and the last thing, you know, if you are listening to this on an audio form, or you know, you aren't able to stick around for the full full video, and you want to just listen to the podcast, you can find us anywhere you listen to our podcast to your podcasts. 
Apple, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Overcast, whatever you listen to. Be sure to subscribe us if you have the capabilities on your podcatcher app. Leave us a five-star rating and a positive review, and we will read it out on the podcast. Um, yep, fellas, I think that is all I have for this. That is my sign-off. So on behalf of myself, on behalf of Jerry, on behalf of Tierney, on behalf of Moles, and on behalf of Alex Roig, y'all have a great night. God bless. Hoop when you can. And as always, thunder up. Thank you for listening to the Topic Thunder podcast. Our podcast is available to subscribe on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, and Google Play, or anywhere else you listen to your podcast. Be sure to leave us a five-star rating and a positive review, and follow us on Twitter at OKC Topic Thunder. Thunder up! Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.